0: I mean, he's been putting in work for so long putting a lot of
1: work what's going on guys welcome to putting in work this is episode 31 and i'm johnny peck this week joined by christian puente aka pixel braid shout out to texas Most people probably know Christian as Pixel Brave because that is his online moniker. And Christian is a beloved figure in the Kind of Funny community because he films a lot of the live events and the community events, such as the ones I was fortunate enough to attend in San Francisco earlier this year where I met Christian. Uh, I'd seen his work, you know, probably the same time the previous year uh, when I was watching other people enjoying those events that I was not at. And I thought, gee, I'd love to be in one of those videos one day. And lo and behold, there I was a year later, With Christian's camera in my face which was great because Christian's an awesome guy, had some great conversations about film and since San Francisco he's actually started a series of vlogs where he talks about filmmaking, where he talks about cinema, uh, his equipment and he also does a series where he responds to conversations and topics that are brought up in other people's podcasts which is a great idea. On top of all that, we talked a lot about short film, which is something that Christian's doing more and more of at the moment. It was great to just chat to Christian about these different topics because he's a super nice dude and he's got quite an interesting perspective, I think. So here is Pixel Brave. Enjoy the show. Hey, thanks for joining me, Christian. It's really awesome to have you on the show. It's awesome to be on the show, man. It's just awesome talking to you. It's been a few months, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, you know, except for the occasional tweet here and there. Yeah. Always good to see your beautiful face and that <laughs> pristine beard and mustache. Oh. <laughs> You're all bashful now. It's okay. Yeah, I get like, I, I, I get like that. <laughs> you, might, you must get a lot of compliments, maybe not on your mustache, but on your videos, because so many people... Feature in especially the community ones that you do. Tell me about the range of videos that you do because you've just been shooting something this weekend, right?
0: Yeah, this weekend I shot a short film, a narrative. Um, but as far as things that I've done or things that I do, I do a little bit of everything. And to be more specific, I usually call myself, if people ask me about filmmaker, I usually don't say that. I usually say I'm a videographer because it's, uh, and more specifically, event videographer uh, because most of what I do is events whether it be the conventions that we see each other at or also just special occasions like weddings quinceaneras club events (laughs) that not too much anymore but i used to do a lot of like nightlife uh events
1: highlight reels so
0: that's kind of a little bit of
1: what i've done tell me a bit more like you were saying before that people might know you for these community event videos but what else do you do? Because I know I've seen like some music videos on your channel and you've just been filming something that you work, uh, created from scratch this weekend, right? Yeah, so aside from the, the meetup videos, the
0: highlight reels, I've done a, f- a handful of like music videos in college and not too many more since then. But it is something I want to get back to and the first step towards doing music videos is short films because they're essentially the same thing really, only... One is dialogue heavy, and the other one is just like going to lyrics. But yeah, this past weekend I shot a short film with my brother and some actresses that we found uh, locally, and it's just kind of like this new—I don't know if initiative is such a PR kind of word, but (laughs) it's—it's a project, right? It's this new kind of like personal goal of just getting back towards doing narrative storytelling filmmaking um, is I've told myself I'm going to try to shoot one short film every month. That started in July and last weekend or I don't know what I said last weekend but yesterday was the shoot for August and now I get to start planning September but um, yeah it's just something that I've always wanted to get back to doing. Yesterday was part of that. And how did that go? Man it was um, it was nuts um, because I've been planning one short film and it turned into something completely different when this hurricane started heading towards Texas. I had planned kind of a date uh, scene along this, uh, we have a, a lake that goes down the, the center of Austin with a nice boardwalk, and I had planned you know, this whole scene, and then now that I find out that it's supposed to like be very uh, thunderous storms and stuff, I, like, all right, I gotta switch things up, I gotta change locations, and I gotta think about a, a new setting, and here's a movie theater, and then, just one thing leads to another. I'm like, you know, a movie theater is date night. It's so cliche. I'm changing this up. It's not a date anymore. Now it's like a conversation between friends. And it just kind of, the, the snowball effect of uh, just it rolling down the hill and becoming something different. And so um, it was, it kind of became a little chaotic, but um, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. It's just um, in its own unique way. Just the yeah. challenge. You got to think that. on your feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, actually, It ended up being like a much smaller crew than anticipated. I had part of the planning also was that I had originally contracted some friends from um, out of town to come in and they would be our camera crew and uh, the people helping with uh, as a second assistant director and as someone to help uh, PA just in general help us out with like loading gear and stuff and they all had to bail because of the hurricane and I don't blame them because it's a four-hour drive from where they would have been to coming into town Mm -hmm. and you know, there's talk about like 55 mile per hour winds and uh, flooding. And so I'm like, yeah, y'all, I get it. Like, I, I don't, I, you guys stay home and we'll just try to make do with like just the few of us here. And uh, yeah, so that's just another example of just something that kind of came up. And um, But it was fun though. It was cool. Yeah. The actresses that I ended up getting were like just fantastic and they really liked the script and they seemed to really like the experience. So at least I have good memories
1: of it in the that's, end that's good I mean it sounds like you could have uh, rewritten it as a survival short film yeah right <laughs> yeah like twist it. as I was
0: on my road on my way here like I was just like I was having flashbacks to uh, Dunkirk and just uh, which uh, is a survival movie that just came out recently and just like yeah I totally could have spun this as like uh, some kind sort of some
1: storm film yeah would have been some good footage I'm sure but <laughs> I guess coming from a background where you're shooting weddings and events and that kind of thing, there must be quite a diverse skill set. Where did you learn your camera operating skills? Have you got like a formal education with that? A bit. Um, My formal,
0: well, yes and no. My camera operating skills is just like from picking up the camera at, um, what do you call it? Just family gatherings, Mm. going to family weddings, going to family sweet 16s, 15s. Um, that's where I kind of pick up the styles that you see through my highlight reels from the community events. I do have a formal background in uh, communications or media production, but that was more of an education on taking the camera skills and applying management skills to it managing take take those camera skills and also incorporate um planning a shoot scheduling you know teams and uh how to budget and operate productions so that's kind of where the education part came in it was more like how to take that camera skill that
1: you already have and apply it to you know Mm -hmm. a team so would you say a lot of the uh, a lot of your videos are the result of trial and error Mm
0: -hmm. yeah definitely a lot of mistakes were made along the way um just uh not knowing like even what kind of camera i should be getting or what kind of lenses i should be investing in like it was all just like a uh a learning process where i just kind of like blindly figuring my way through it all um every now and then you'd find i'd, I'd meet someone that had a, a bit of good advice for me and i'd take it to heart but more of like the actual hands-on with the camera and and everything that i apply now at an event at a convention is more just from self-taught or from uh, words of advice from other filmmakers or videographers
1: and hmm. i think one of the key elements of of what makes those videos at the event special is the turnaround like you're getting them up almost pretty much the, <laughs> the next day if not two days later so editing skills one thing but editing quickly must have been something that you picked up over time as well
0: uh yeah it's gotten shorter and shorter it didn't always used to be just like these quick from one day to the next um turnarounds that used to take my time like i'd go shoot something and take the day off and then you know, kind of take my time with it, but the result of doing it over and over again, you do you get a bit quicker. But I do want to attribute my new turnaround speed, I want to attribute that to the community and their feedback. I think before, when I was first starting out, there was no real incentive to have kind of a quick turnaround. You know, um, somebody wants me to shoot a reel, I, I shoot uh, their band or their night event or something, and you know, they're just like, oh, that was nice. But when you go to a community event, like, kind of funny, and, like, a hundred people are saying, like, you know, hitting that like button and stuff like that, it's like, oh, I should probably put even more videos out. So I got to do these even faster. And, um, you know, seeing everybody the next day, because these, like, kind of live is, like, a week-long thing. So every day, seeing these people and getting the one-on-one personal feedback of, like, oh, wow, like, I really enjoyed that. Like, that definitely pushes me to push myself to put things out on a, a, a quicker turnaround.
1: One of the things I've noticed since we last caught up was that you have kind of doubled down on your production in, in that you're also doing a lot of vlogging now, which is a completely different form of, of uh, making videos. So what was the thought behind doing that? Because I'm sure there'd be a lot of uh, videographers who maybe look down on, on that as, you know, a bit more of a basic format of, cre- of creating mm-hmm. video, but it's more, I guess... We get to see your personality because you're often behind the camera. What was the decision behind yeah. that, and how's it going so far? It's going. It's. Let me answer the other part of it <laughs> first um,
0: because it's going very stressful, <laughs> actually. But I can I can get into that in a bit. But um, I think um, it's also uh, you know like kind of a side effect of the events that I go to. You know, um, people say like, "Oh, cool! I, I'm going to subscribe. I'm going to. I really like what you did this weekend. I'm going to subscribe to your channel now." And I kind of start freaking out because I know, well, there's no real reason to. There's nothing on there. Like, we're at Kind of only Life 3, and you're not going to see new content until PSX, which is in December. So that's a whole half a year away before I'll put something out again. And so it's very nice that someone's like, oh, that's great. I sub, you know, right away you know, to your channel. And so I was like, I should probably start doing more between events and conventions. And I've just been having um, these, like... Train the thoughts. As I listen to more podcasts from the community, listening to you, listening to Alex on Irrational Passions, listening to... Um, okay, based... Uh, Fit the Gamer. Yeah, I just... Um, I find myself wanting to respond, wanting to share my thoughts, wanting to connect, and I thought that a good way to fill in the gaps between those months, between conventions, would be doing something that lets people connect to me more. And I think vlogging is like a really good um, outlet for that. Uh, you get to be more personable, and... At first, I was like, well, what would I vlog about? Like, I, you know, I have this 905, and it's not very glamorous or anything, and I don't, it's not like I go out all the time. I wouldn't have very exciting things to do, but um, I think if I went more of an angle of me just, you know, I call it more like confessional style, like um, what you'd see in, like, a reality TV show when you see just them talking to the camera and responding to something. It's like a journal, yeah. Yeah, right? I definitely find myself wanting to respond a lot to the things that my friends are talking about. And so that's kind of the angle I went with. It's been fun. The only stressful thing is like figuring out figuring out topics because um it's kind of like a paralysis of choice. There's just so many games or movies or anime I'd want to talk about. So then I end up just like kind of freezing and, you know, either things fall by the wayside or I get frustrated with the way one comes out. And um it's just a new it's just I should learn to be more patient with myself because it's only, I've only been doing it for about two months uh, compared to the like, event videos that people are familiar with me with. That Those have been a growing skill over years. So I guess I shouldn't expect that my vlogs from the first two months will be where they need to be. I think it's something I should probably be more patient with.
1: No, I think that the format that you've gone with, whether or not you can keep up with it or not, is probably, you know, something you have to figure out as you do all these different projects. But the one in particular, uh no one asked me, I think it's called Oh yeah. <laughs> um, where you give your thoughts on a question or a topic that you've overheard in one of your friends or someone else's podcast. I love that because so yeah, it is so often the case where you hear a podcast and you're like I have an interesting thought about that, but mm-hmm. this is a one-way <laughs> yeah, communication, right? So, yeah, that's that's a really cool thing, especially when you can send it back to those people and say, here's my response.
0: That is one of my favorite things, and that really comes that that really came out of me just being so bad at Twitter. I'm great at following and <laughs> liking, but whenever I actually have something to respond to somebody, like I'm so bad at putting my words in just 140 characters and so um, Blessing or Ian or someone would say some, some kind of hot take on something and I just can't put it in 140 so I would just send video responses and I mm-hmm. still kind of do it um, and Definitely. I just was like not only can I not sometimes fit it into 140 characters sometimes I can't even fit it into the, the Twitter 140 seconds that you're limited to so <laughs> when I, that was kind of like the natural evolution for like you know what Like one of these vlogs is going to be me going a little bit more in depth, they're not very long they're, they probably are all under 3 minutes each time but that is one of my, my my favorite new projects is picking a question from the community because man, this, all these podcasts just have great communities. I took one from from your show actually. I, uh, you had yeah uh, with with Dylan. Blunt, mm-hmm. yeah. It was about the struggles about vlogging. of vlogging, and like I mentioned, that like time, like my answer was my response was that I found that time management is like one of the hardest things in vlogging. Absolutely,
1: that's a good lead into my next question. What is the hardest part of what you do at the moment? Like in terms of you know you've got all these different projects you're working on different styles different probably goals that you have to reach so what's the hardest thing to get through
0: i think right now i don't know if it's the hardest but the first one that came to mind from as you're asking the question is finding my voice when it comes to con- like the community meetups like i already know as i'm filming what it's going to look like what's going to sound like the tone of it all and i think people are familiar with it like oh yeah this is Christian style, but. As I'm trying to develop my vlogs and even the short films that I'm trying to write and shoot, figuring out you know what kind of tone I want to set, you know, as kind of the precedent, as is like a really tricky thing. Um, like I mentioned, this one that we just shot should have started off as a kind of a romance uh, scene, but it's the second short I've shot um, recently, and the first one was already a romance scene. So it's kind of myself reflecting what do I want to be known for only doing romance related videos or something else and so that's part of why I changed it to something that's much more platonic because I am still trying to decide what kind of voice and tone I want my narrative films to have that's why I've I've changed the format of the vlogs it seems like every month I come up with kind of a new update for the formats the first month that I was doing vlogging I had we I had daily one through like Monday through Friday vlogs and then for the second month, I brought it down to just three vlogs a week because the voice or the tone for some of the other shows, for my reaction show that I had been doing on Fridays, I wasn't quite happy with it and I wanted more time to think about it. So that's why I, I kind of dissolved that one or put it on hiatus because all of these are projects I do want to return to after I have a, a more set tone in mind. So, I mean, sure. before I go too long, yeah, um, kind of finding the voice for projects is
1: that's the hardest challenge fun. yeah well, what would you say has mm-hmm. been the hardest part of getting to where you are right now so looking backwards
0: the hardest part about getting to where i am is doing it on my own right now i am kind of like a one man band and um, i'm trying to find more collaborators that's why this past weekend's shoot was very difficult because it was just myself my brother and um, all the rest of the crew that we intended to have like you know they couldn't make it even if things had gone well, if there were no storm and I, the crew was able to make it, I feel like that kind of says something that I had to call upon friends from four, like from four-hour commute. I couldn't just say I didn't have a team here locally in town. And Austin is actually a very film-friendly and community. There's like lots of filmmakers here, but I just haven't found my crew yet. I haven't found people that I work well with yet, and so. Hmm.
1: Definitely doing things on my own is very difficult. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure you'll get there. And I'm looking forward to seeing this movie, the more that you talk about. Oh, man, dude. Oh, <laughs> fucking shit. Am I allowed to cuss on this? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to cuss too much, but um, sometimes just, <laughs> the emotions run high.
0: That's all right. The bashfulness reaches curse levels. You,
1: what, what makes you say that, though? Like, <laughs> Why is your reaction like that when I say I'm looking forward to watching it?
0: Oh, because I'm... No... Everyone's already seen my style when it comes to events and no one's really seen what it looks like when I do something narrative. And so it's just the, you know, self-consciousness or the nerves or the anxiousness of like, you are being a bit more vulnerable when it comes to something narrative because, you know, people, I'm not going to say they pick it apart, but I feel like they, you are, whether you want to admit it or not, I feel like you are kind of saying something through the acting, through the storytelling. And so, you know, definitely, yeah, because you're putting yourself into the writing, even though the writing is not like personal accounts, it's not exactly based off true events, there's a little bit of you in it. And so just being
1: vulnerable and... Just not knowing how other people will receive that. Um, Yeah, but you have to remember these people like you already, so they're gonna they're gonna like the. the, Sorry, I (laughs) I almost said they're gonna like the book because I was just thinking about when I put my book out and thinking the same thing. Like I've put a lot of my own views in here, and are people gonna, Mm -hmm. you know, get mad at me or disagree Mm -hmm. with me or whatever? But it's you know, it's just it's art in the end, and either people like it or they don't. So yeah,
0: that's true. Very true. I got to take that part of the podcast and just like play
1: it on repeat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting though. Like you mentioned earlier, stress and before when we were trying to organize this, you mentioned some insomnia because I was messaging you, and it was. I looked at the. T- I tried to figure out the time difference, and it was like three a.m. <laughs> or something. I was like, "Why are you awake,
0: man?" Was this? This was. This wasn't last. This night.
1: was pl- like two nights ago when you were pl- trying to plan the shooting. I guess yeah. you, you said you had some stress-induced insomnia so how much of what you do is managing trepidation and angst I guess about whether the project comes together is that something that it's a struggle or is it something you're just kind of figuring out as you go
0: it's definitely a struggle and it's why it's part of why I want to put out these shorts because if I can put out these shorts and prove that I'm at least a competent storyteller then it attracts other talent to join in and the more people join in it alleviates the stress when the crew from huntsville was talking about how they might not uh, be able to show up after all because of the storm that means that not only am i worrying about the performances and is the are the lines being said right now i have to think about the framing and the way the lighting is going to affect the scene which is a responsibility that. I had originally you know bestowed upon you know this camera crew and so um, it's just having to think of these things that I didn't originally have the responsibility over and so that's why that's like that's why I'm trying to work towards um, bettering myself that way Um, I'm kind of going in circles a little bit but I'll promise I'll stop (laughs) Um, it'll get I'm looking forward to the point where people will say you know Christian I like that story you told I want to join the next one and so then the stories i'll focus more on on that because i won't have to wear so many
1: hats there will be plenty more people as part of the project yeah.
0: to delegate that to you
1: i guess when you're starting off in some ways it's like really good to have to be able to do everything because it gives you a better understanding of how those different arms work so that you can mm-hmm. work together when you don't have to do it all yourself as well yeah. yeah the next part of the podcast is where you get to share your advice christian <laughs> oh man what, what would be your advice to people who want to get into either the community side of the videos you do or just i guess filmmaking in general
0: the community advice is like some of my favorite advice that that i'm, I'm not nervous about um <laughs> and that's like some of my favorite conversations to have i kind of find like three i keep seeing people with cameras and as soon as they say oh like i really like your videos christian i'll be like I I quickly jump back to them and I'm like oh thanks cool by the way like uh, you know where can I see your stuff like I get so excited to see other people's work and so um, I love talking about you know anything that I can answer for people um, I get really excited about so um, I guess the kind of so what kind of advice would I have for people in the community let's hear it more specifically if they want to get into videos definitely do more research that's one of the biggest things that kind of held me back or was my biggest hurdle was I didn't do enough research when getting a camera and getting a lens. I ended up like a lot, I ended up wasting like a lot of money on things that I didn't need because I didn't ask more questions to the people around me that I know had the answers. I just didn't want to bother them. I guess a part of another answer is if you know people, um, whether it be myself or other videographers, you know, we're actually very willing to share our information. And, and so, uh, put out the questions out there to to anyone out there who you feel you could learn something from because more often than not we are very happy to answer questions and clear things up because you know I I as a kind of funny community uh, community member like as a kind of funny fan like I like that I can put out videos that I enjoy and I'm glad other people enjoy them but I would also just as an audience member
1: love to see someone else's um, content too you know definitely yeah i think one of the things i've learned from this podcast is people love giving advice <laughs> so it, means that, it means that they've reached a level where they're uh, mm-hmm. viewed as someone that's done well with something so so if i could just yeah sum up yeah. one more time just because i feel like i rambled
0: a bit <laughs> so like i guess like to wrap it up into bullet points like my advice for video in the community is do research on your equipment and um don't be afraid to ask questions from other people in the community those two things
1: And then the filmmaking side of things?
0: Um, It's hard to give advice since it's something I'm still kind of learning and finding my way through right now. But things that I am uh, trying to figure out, I guess the closest thing to advice would be don't do it alone. I'm doing it alone, quote-unquote, because I have to, not because I want to. Yeah. If I could involve more and more people, I would love to, and I am making more efforts to do that. I'm starting to uh, reach out to uh, message boards where people um, will post that they are wanting to be involved in projects, where people will post openings, and um, that is just an effort to get more people involved because, you know... Um, some people want to work alone either because they feel that they'll lose creative control, or maybe they don't think other people want to work with them. But um, it's something that I've learned to kind of let go of that insecurity, and just is something that I found very valuable is you know teamwork and um, collaboration. So yeah. yes, for filmmaking, don't do it alone.
1: That's good. I think that's good advice because it seems like the filmmaking community is one where there are a lot of people just starting out or there are a lot of people Mm -hmm. that know maybe they think it's not going to be a career so it's just something they get to do for fun and they get to create something so they're happy to work for free or they were happy to just get to be part of something. Would that that be... Is that the situation Mm -hmm. with the crew that wasn't able to to help you out because of the storm? Like were they just people that were up for it? I don't know
0: because I didn't give them the chance to... (laughs) I didn't, I didn't give them the opportunity. I didn't put it out there. I didn't put it in that phrase. I, one new thing, one new, I don't know if we call it a skill or one new challenge or part of filmmaking that I'm trying to try my hand at is budgeting. So I didn't, instead of saying, hey guys, like we've worked on films before, do y'all want to come and uh, just join on? I did put it out in more of a freelance client kind of proposal i said hey guys i'm shooting a short film um it was great work with y'all and y'all are just fantastic this is the budget i have you know for this much could y'all come out and be a part of this crew but i'd like to think in the back of my head because they're all fantastic guys i feel like if i hadn't said it that way if i i feel like if i said hey guys you know you want to come have fun for a weekend i feel like they also would have been down yeah Um, (laughs) i mean that's how i feel anyways i've worked on plenty of sets for free and it's, you know, it's because of, you know, the love of the craft, as cliche of a phrase as that is, um, it's very true. You know, I've driven hours to other uh, Central Texas locations just because I want the experience not only of, like, working on a set, but just being around like-minded people that also, mm. you know, like being, you know, part of production. Yeah.
1: It's a, it's a tough one because, like, you, you never want creative people to have no way to make money like mm-hmm. you feel like if 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 a musician's playing somewhere they should get paid for it but at the same time yeah. film in itself is such an expensive i guess medium that if everything was paid at the rate that it probably should be that no one would probably make anything because no one has any money to yeah. to fund them. <laughs> yeah
0: definitely it's something that i think about often is how Unlike music, where if you have a let's say you're working you know retailer at a restaurant, if you play guitar and the person in the next cash box next to you they play drums, it's so easy to be like, hey, like do you want to just form a group? Not even form a garage band, but do you want to have jam session this weekend? Do you want to come over, pop up in a beer, and just like do a couple cover songs just for fun? That's so that's something I so admire so much about musicians. Whereas filmmaking, it's I don't know what it is. I I don't know. I don't understand the reason why, but. It, it's not as easy to do the Garage Band or jam yeah. session equivalent of that. Like, I could say I have a camera, and they could say, "Well, I have lights and <laughs> I have audio." I, for some reason, when you start talking about like, "Hey, like, do you want to do something this weekend?" For, I don't understand why, but it is—it sounds so easy. You sound—I feel like it should be able to just say, "Oh yeah, well let's yeah let's do something." But for some reason, the response is like, "Oh, what's the budget for it?" and you know, are you paying a rate? Yeah,
1: like I guess it's a bit more of a time commitment and there's a lot more work for it there to actually... Like, you don't just film something and then say, that was fun, you actually want to watch it back and edit it yeah. and mm-hmm. have a product to show because that's kind of the whole mm-hmm. point rather than music just being in the moment of doing it. That's true.
0: There, I guess... Luckily though there are exceptions. Yeah. You know how Facebook is like putting out reminders of like, hey, remember this thing? Yeah. I had a reminder today. It was a video that I did six years ago. Um it was from twenty eleven. I was like, geez, this is old. And it was kind of a it was a jam session video. There were this there was this band that was friends with my brother and I liked their sound and I was like, Hey, do you all wanna just meet up and I'll shoot you guys walking around and stuff? And that was kind of the closest thing to that. Ideal scenario where they were like, "Yeah, like come hang out with us, shoot us, and we'll, um, you know, you use one of our songs." And it's not exactly a music video, but just kind of like a little jam video where it's people. It's, it's almost like a
1: vlog music video, you know. Sounds cool. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> all right. So the last question for you, Christian. If you could do anything and know that you wouldn't fail, what would you do?
0: Man, I've been thinking about this question all day, and there's so many things I would want to try. That like <laughs> I probably uh, like a feature film is like yeah. yeah um, and that's not my ideal like that's not my long term goal what I mean is that's not what I'm trying to make a career out of, I'm not looking to be a feature filmmaker, but it's something that is on a bucket list. I'd like to at least do it once, do a feature film sure. and I don't not do it because I think I would fail, but, um, I just haven't done it yet. Cause I don't feel like I'm ready for it. And so, sure. Um, it's something I got to kind of work myself up to, but so if, it's on the cards. Yeah, it's on the cards. I'd love, I'd love to, but it's like, if I had, um, just, you know, a genie say, Hey, like you get to do one thing right now and it will be guaranteed success. Then I would say, all right, we're going I'm going to shoot a, a feature film then. And I, I already have a few, like I, not ideas, but, um, it's just something that naturally I, I daydream about all the time. Like different yeah. adaptations of books that I read. I'd love
1: to do this into a feature film or a certain anime or something like that's that. That's cool. Uh, and so you, you mentioned that's kind of like a bucket list thing. What's the actual career goal?
0: I mean, it's, it, I feel like it's even more of a pipe dream than being a feature film, career feature film director. But if I could make a career out of doing short films, that's just actually like where my heart is. I feel like a lot of people do short films just because it's their stepping stone towards the, you know, establishing themselves so that they become a feature filmmaker, or they're just doing it um, because they have no other choice. They don't have the money for a feature film, so they kind of settle, quote unquote, for doing short films. But I mean, honestly, if I like won the lottery, like I would sooner just spend the whole year shooting small personal films than one feature film so if I I'm still kind of figuring it out and there are some of the filmmakers out there that do have careers as short filmmakers and I guess that's kind of what I am trying to figure out and develop that is kind of like the career ambition and it's such a weird way to put it because it's uh it's not something people often talk about because they do often you know often the the career is feature filmmaker not often short filmmaker it's
1: kind of what I'm working towards <laughs> definitely the lesser uh, talked about goal i guess for, mm. for filmmakers but i just find short films a lot more personable and um
0: because they are short like you are able to do more of them and
1: um, mm. it kind of alleviates that whole paralysis of choice that i kind of mentioned yeah. earlier are you talking short yeah. like five minutes or is it more like 20 minutes
0: in festivals i've seen shorts categorized as 40 minutes and under but to be more specific about the kind of shorts that i usually end find myself writing they're usually
1: five minutes Sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of forces you to, to get straight to the, to the point, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of my writing seems to fall in the middle of scenes. There's a lot of implications to what the setup was leading us to where we are at the beginning of these videos. And not, sure. not a lot of where things will, how things will conclude at the end of the video. It's just kind of this, this moment in the middle. Um, that's what I end up finding myself writing and it's not like it's on purpose. It's just kind of how I can't help put the words on paper. Um, they just end up coming out like that. Yeah.
1: I mean, we haven't even talked about the writing side of these <laughs> short films that'll, as well. That'll so be podcast maybe, part maybe two. Maybe we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. We might save that for another day. <laughs> thanks for thanks, hanging out, Christian. It's been really good. Uh, just to to chat again i guess we had some great conversations in in san francisco mm-hmm. so it's it's good to to get a bit more in depth today
0: yeah dude it's always uh great talking to you guys uh well not you, i don't know why i say you guys but it's you and anyone else the in community. the in the yeah. in the community um yeah and we yeah we'll definitely schedule a part to you cuz uh even if it's just off the record cuz man dude uh yeah. it's great listening to you and uh just i don't i don't consider myself a writer but As someone that kind of is forced to write out of necessity, I would love to just pick your brain. I'm talking about myself. like Because I don't have a writer, I'm forced to be the writer of my own short films. And so I'd I'd definitely love to pick your brain to help myself grow as a writer too. Sounds
1: good. I mean, I I said before, everyone loves giving advice (laughs) and I'm no different. So hit me up. (laughs) Nice, man. But definitely, dude, thanks so much for having me on. It was fun. (laughs) That was Christian Puente. If you want to follow Christian, you can catch him on Twitter at PixelBrave. There's links there to his YouTube. Give him a sub and check out some of those short films. I'm on Twitter at Jono himself. Until next week, keep putting in work.